Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, folks. Uh, this is Carlo. And as usual, I'm accompanied by Pete. Hey, Pete. I will never leave this podcast. I, we have been recording all day, dude. <laughs> Pete, did, you put on the ring that I sent you, right? <laughs> <laughs> because if you did, this is actually correct. Okay, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm becoming a pod wraith. <laughs> <laughs> Just haunting the airwaves. <laughs> Uh, and and the other two ring bearers in this particular uh, in this particular episode are uh, none other than friend of the pod, Kurt Schiller. Hey, Kurt. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. All right. And we have none. We don't other- even explain who Kurt is anymore. It's like, yeah, Kurt's <laughs> here again. <laughs> oh, it's important. You have to have those guests. It's like, this guy it's like- wandered, wandered into the uh, to the lobby. So I guess I, I guess we'll start here, while he's here. here. Just, just put some put some earphones on here. Just uh, talk here. Uh, and of course, we are also joined by none other than the illustrious uh, Trevor Strunk of No Cartridge. Hello, Trev. How you doing? Hey, good. Good. How are you guys? Uh, doing all right. I, uh, and- I I have this I have this uh, this weird uh, like headless horseman kind of guy, but he sort of has kind of has this kind of like fascist uh, element to him. I don't know some sort of metaphor. He's following me. He keeps keeps looking for this ring I have <laughs> um, or had. It's just you know one of those days. I j- you know, Trev. Just uh, given the fact that he he seems to have that type of vibe around him, maybe he's just. <laughs> Wave high with your uh, just straight up with your right hand. He might leave you alone. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the Nazgul would leave Frodo alone if he like if he sort of was just like yeah I'm I'm with the cause. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> oh yeah, totally, like, yeah. totally down with the adversary. <laughs> like I you know I got to keep it on the down low, but but I, I really like that guy, what that guy's doing up there. <laughs> look, look, got some good ideas. Wanna, I don't want to be fighting you guys any more than you want to be fighting me. Let's like uh, let's just chill on all this. You know, the, absolutely. If the hobbits were real, there would be like a group of hobbits trying to form common ground with the Nazgul, the Oswald Mosley hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there kind of is uh, in in the scouring of the Shire. It's kind of it's kind of implied or or like alluded to that there's some some like collaborators apart from apart from Sharky. Why does he? That's the one thing I can't I can't get get past is is Saruman, you know, the 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 wise Saruman the white is like, you know, uh, the name I'm going to use for myself is Sharky, <laughs> like a guy who's no, really well, good at pool. No, no. Kurt, Kurt, you are your first off. Uh, this was actually what the hobbits, because they are they're semi racist themselves and distrustful outsiders. So he he gave them his correct name. As a Maiar, right? He's like, oh, I am Saruman. He's like, ah, oh, you look like a sharky to me. <laughs> uh, you're from outside the Shire. <laughs> the hobbits are definitely pretty racist, right? <laughs> it's just like Staten Island over there, okay? <laughs> they, I, I mean, they're they're racist against like very slightly different types of hobbits. Not even types of hobbits. They just live like a town over and they're like, ooh. Those they're racist, brandy bucks. They're the racist brandy against bucks. dwarves. Like they, they like... When when those, I mean, I I gotta say, I'm not as I'm not as up on Lord of the Rings as you guys, I'm sure, but uh, I do remember when when all those uh, dwarves showed up at Bilbo's in The Hobbit, um, he just assumed that they'd all make a big mess because they're dwarves, and they did. Know. They cleaned well, it up, but they did. Are you, are you saying he was just right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but the text actually uh, seems to support <laughs> Bilbo's claims. Bilbo's perspective. 
we could easily you could do it a whole episode hell a whole podcast about <laughs> fantasy world racism and making species like this it's so creepy just just a podcast of like four hobbits complaining about all the other hobbits like that live adjacent to them and like whatever like there's there's like a hobbit next door where it's like there was a shadowy character I saw outside in the hedges. A Sackville Baggins has moved in next to me. M. Maggot keeps on keeps on talking about like a certain type of hobbit wandering around my fields. Sus oh, or not? Hobbits on next door would be the best fucking Twitter account ever. <laughs> amazing. Truly amazing. Uh, so uh after all of this folks we are uh, we are going to be talking about some lord of the rings uh stuff but it is actually the lord of the rings online game uh i i did not know that this had been around since 2007 so it's uh yeah is it is it still around it is it is is. wow it was recently it was recently um ownership was recently transferred from one holding company to another holding company. It's, Naturally, it's, that's it's what you do. It's now owned by uh, Daybreak, uh, and it's it's not being developed by quite the same team. Although it seems like a lot of them came over, and the ownership is different, but it's essentially all the same games. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they they do some kind of like a soft relaunch or something. But wow. um, it certainly seems to have had uh, a surprising amount of legs. I'll, I'll say. I'm 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 very surprised. Like this is, I'll be honest. I never really got into the game because, in part, it, it like my my MMO uh, existence really was just like oh, like I played I played Final Fantasy fourteen because everyone told me it was really good, and that's you know I've played the hell out of that. But other than that, like I've never played an MMO, and as a result, like you know, as a kid, I I didn't really didn't really do much with MMOs. And so like I, this was the one that always seemed coolest. This and the star Wars one. It's uh, I've, I've played, I've played the star Wars one. Let's see my, so my MMO credos are uh, let's see. I think, I guess the first one that I played was, it was something weird. It may have been like city of heroes or something. There was probably one before that, that, that I'm forgetting. I played city of heroes fairly extensively. I played, I played world of Warcraft in vanilla very extensively that like consumed, uh, a lot of my college <laughs> years for, yeah, for sure. You and so many others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Many I lost a great deal of friends <laughs> um, except except it was it was me uh, who was not not calling my, my friends. It had nothing to do with with my friends. Uh but um yeah I, I've played I've played uh Star Wars Galaxies for for fairly extensively although it was like past its prime at, at that point and was kind of empty. Um, and then I this was a late pickup for me. This was actually a quarantine game for me. Um, I had a uh, I have I have a dear friend um, who is uh, he's like a low key, super ultra Tolkien head. Um, he doesn't he doesn't talk about it. You got to like, keep it if, quiet or else girls will not talk to you. Well, he's married and his it, it, his partner your wife is, will not talk to you or well, your partner. His, either his way, his partner is is, I believe, the bigger Tolkien head actually oh wow um, okay well yeah. that i i guess that so that's the one way you can do it either because i shouldn't just say girls won't talk to you most like if you're trying to get with people anyone, humans won't talk to it you. truly does not matter the gender will not talk to you if you have to talk to them about the silmarillion but if it is someone if you are marrying or dating someone who is a bigger tolkien head than you then that you could pull that off yeah, and I I kind of suspect that he just gets all of his his Tolkien discussion within his relationship is is what I suspect, or he just burned out on online discussion when he was younger. But he played Lord of the Rings online for quite a while and would mention it, and I would I would kind of inquire about it, and he would actively dissuade me from from trying. He was like, no no no, don't don't play it. It's it's not good. I love it, but it's not good. Don't don't play it. Um, That's the sign of then- a game you should never play. So many people have told me, so many people have told me that about Dota. Like it'll, that's like the kind of game that will just devour you. If someone's like, listen, I've put 
12,000 hours into it, but I cannot like, I cannot emphasize enough that this game is horrible. Um, never, never touch it. That's my, that's my, that's I'll, my I'll co-sign that. I'll, I'll, I'll very much co-sign that as, as someone who I, I definitely didn't put 12,000 hours into Dota, but I did put some number of thousand hours and that's very accurate, but there's a, there's like a great Dota, Dota. I, I think it's Dota, like a great Dota two um, review where it's like, um, uh, oh, it might be, be the top one. Let me see if I can find it. It's like, um, uh no no it, it's like i uh i've played I've, I, like it's just like i put in uh 10,000 hours or something like that um i've finally been able to realize that this game is extremely terrible two thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> it's like, very it's, much like understanding it it's very much a clerk's situation where it's like this game would be would be uh great if it weren't for all the fucking players it's <laughs> yeah. very much what the scenario with uh with uh, Dota is, um, which I'll, I'll say, Lord of the Rings Online, very much the opposite. So this this, this was a quarantine game for me. Um, it is very much a game that gets by on charm and a very charming community and a very charming like tone and the team clearly cares a lot about it and that makes up a lot for what is a game that that really looks like. 2007 and more to the point it looks like a game that was in development before world of warcraft came out and people were like oh you can do an mmo that's that's that way and not the pre like the pre-wow style yeah, it feels the, like a pre-wow game it feels like sort of like everquest coded or something like that it's a little bit better it's it's a bit better than that and it it has some ideas that that are also present in World of Warcraft, like the the abilities feel very World of Warcraft, but the experience is not polished, okay. like World of Warcraft. Like there's not there's not that soft onboarding. It it kind of it kind of drops you in the middle of things and doesn't explain things, and the system is confusing, and you very quickly have like eighty four different abilities, and you're like, I don't know what any of these do. Uh, and it's not adequately explained, but I know that this one makes me do a spinny and the numbers are red. So I'm going to hit that one a lot. <laughs> I, in, in an effort to never let Pete and Carlo talk, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask like, so does this game, does this game like the, 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 the Lord of the Rings experience I had, and, and I need to, I need to play the stuff with the nemesis system soon because everyone says it's amazing. The, uh, the the what are those called um shadows of mordor or, or shadows yeah, of shadow, war i guess yeah shadows of war yeah 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 like those are those are the games where like everyone's like bring like get like uh wb games to sell the the nemesis system for the love of god like this is the best gameplay i've ever seen um but like the um the nemesis system for for anyone listening who doesn't know is uh it basically gives you an enemy that becomes your like your most hated rival and he follows you around the the map and you have to kill him a bunch of times. It's neat. Um, and you get stronger as you get stronger, but, uh, um, it's like, it's like, it's like orc, orc Pokemon. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Yeah. 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 But uh, so before that, before all that, like the idea of a good Lord of the Rings game was very confusing to me because I grew up when the only Lord of the Rings games you could play, um, is, uh, was like, um, the super Nintendo one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the one that was like that like everyone you you would open nintendo power and they'd be like okay yeah. so here's how you get like the like here's how you get the ring and when like when gandalf has to throw a fireball at this one orc like here's how you don't die um it looked terrible like it was like miserable so, and had nothing to do with lord of the rings i i i I want to jump in and say there was there was one other um, fairly popular Lord of the Rings game. It was a desktop um, kind of it was it wasn't isometric. It it, it was it was like a top down, um, not adventure. It was like a weird hybrid adventure game RPG. Um, It felt (laughs) it felt very DOS. It was out. uh, It was out around. um, Gosh, it must have been like ninety five, ninety six, maybe. Um, and it was it was very much in the style of like the old Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Infocom game, where sure, if you didn't have yeah. the book open next to you, you'd have no clue what was going on. Like you literally, I, I had so to admire that in some ways. Like there's <laughs> there's something really cool about a game that's just like, yeah, look, like I, this was this is a game made by Roberta Williams. What do I get to tell yes, you? Yes, like, exa- exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're it gonna was, suffer. It was very like, much like that. Yes. 
but yes. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, no, that, that you got it exactly right. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's like it's wild to think about a, a Lord of the Rings game that's good because like all I think about are these Lord of the Rings games that were just like they really just were kind of a kind of a bummer. Like it it was like you were like, oh, cool, Lord of the Rings is a video game. Finally, I get to play that, and it's just like. Oh, I get to like move Gandalf around a map, but it's kind of an action game. This sucks. Like, I hate this. Um, so it's wild that like there are games out there now that people enjoy. I guess like my question is, is Lord of the Rings Online like was that closer to the spirit of the books or was it also kind of like, a, hey, like here's the IP. <laughs> Good luck. So I, I heard Pete with a well. So. Uh, I've been monopolizing things. I I, want to let Pete ask his question and then I'll answer your question. Well, honestly, I I do want to say here that like uh, Carlo and I are enormous fans of you guys grabbing the wheel and just running with this podcast. (laughs) Excellent. That's great. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, then I'm going to do that. Um, Okay. So this game, this game is made by um, people who, have the same I, I i will say they have a a christopher tolkien-esque commitment <laughs> to preserving <laughs> the sanctity of of lord of the rings um the the focus of lord of the rings online is very much to create a an an mmorpg that has all the regular trappings of an mmo but at no time to sacrifice the the like sanctity i i guess is 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 really the right term of the narrative of the books or of the world that tolkien created so it's very carefully structured to plausibly have you be a nobody who is running into aragorn for instance early on in the game when he's in disguise as strider He's scouting. He doesn't tell you what he's doing. You're just like some random hobbit or, you know, manfolk who happens to be in the Shire. And you encounter him. You help him on like a little deed. And uh, gradually as the game goes on, the the game begins basically when the books begin, maybe a little bit before. um, And and it it follows all the way through the entire plot line of of the books that and and they have developed it linearly through expansions and it it, it only concluded the plot line of the books like in the last couple of years um oh God. but they've they've That's woven <laughs> the story in where it's all it's all like plausibly set up where like maybe you are like you know you, you are going through moria shortly after the party or or or, or something and so like you mm-hmm. know you don't you you're not it's not it's not like it's not like the um uh it's it it tries really hard to never make you feel like you're not the hero um which you mentioned uh final fantasy 14 i played final fantasy 11 um and in final fantasy 11 which was another mmorpg final fantasy it was very clear that you were not the protagonist yeah well that was one of the, that was one of the that's one of the things you hear like from people who both love that game and do not love that game like 14 is very different. You're, you're clearly the protagonist in 14. Like it's, you're, you're the, you're the hero. Um, in 11. Yeah. That was more like, there's a, there's an area I write about uh, in the book. I, I just finished like where like, and I, I, I pride myself on being the only person in the world who would ever be stupid enough to write about this, but that, that everyone hates, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people hate um, called Eureka in final fantasy 14. And it is just this, like it's desolate it, it, it's like only constant battle um and and most of it's just like you getting your head kicked in by some random uh mob that shows up and then waiting for someone to resurrect you it is like it is tedious and it's my favorite uh, thing in the world <laughs> and um <laughs> people i i've talked to my friend dia about it who's a big um she's big into final fantasy 11 and she was like oh yeah that's the final fantasy 11 world right <laughs> like oh i get it i get what this game is now yeah I'll, but, like, I'll it never really forget- is yeah you're not the hero yeah, yeah and, and like i'll never forget in final fantasy 11 where um you get like one of like the intro quests and it sends you to like the big main city and you finally get there and then like you have to go check in with like the office of adventures or some some you know more final fantasy ish uh, term for it <laughs> and you go there 
and what is clearly one of the heroes of the game, I think it's a character called Lion, I think. And she, she, I believe, looks like a Final Fantasy character. You do not. You look like you are dressed in like sackcloth and like monk's robes and shit. Um, and this this person with like cloud hair and they have like a big weird like yuffy type chakram star thing. They're cool. And like you just eavesdrop on them having a very cool conversation about very important plot things with the administration person. And then they leave and they're like, oh, you, we need you to kill some crabs. Um, so <laughs> so good. Lord of the Rings Online is is goes really far out of its way to like, I, I mean, obviously you as the player presumably know the plot of Lord of the Rings. And so you're expected to recognize like, oh, like I'm interacting with with Aragorn when he's in disguise as Strider. He's trying to scout out like the the dark folk, um, you know, who are lurking around the Shire. And he he asks you to help him do that. And so you might go to like a couple camps and you'll try to find a key and like steal some documents from someone or something. And along the way, you're doing all typical MMO you know, like fighting groups of four mobs with like one one captain mob or or whatever. Um, but they're like, you know, uh, you know, men of the north or something like that. Um, and then you go back to Aragorn and he doesn't he's not like, thanks, I need to go meet Frodo and we have to go take care of this. Thanks for doing your part. It, it, it keeps the player character somewhat in the dark um, so that it doesn't feel like, again, even though you as the player presumably know the plot of Lord of the Rings and how you fit into it. Um, it's, it's not central to your story. Your story is created to be someone on the periphery, someone who might be, maybe you're on the front lines at, at, at Helm's deep. You, you are there fighting, you are being a hero, but you're, you're neither, neither are you Legolas, nor are you someone who just needs to bring some arrows to Legolas so that he can s- solve all the problems. You're, you're like, you're like if like if they did a if they did like a a documentary about Lord of the Rings, you'd be like <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings, Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like or like it's like if if Legolas and and Gimli are like Dave Grohl and Kurt Cobain, then your character is Chris no- <laughs> Milosevic or like uh, or or like you're like you're just the Melvins. <laughs> it's just like you're the person who, yeah, no, that 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 player character was who inspired me. Like I I wouldn't have been the Aragorn I am without player character. Um, I love that. I think that's, I think that's nice. Like it, it is, I don't know. Like I, I appreciate, I, I mean, I, I unabashedly love final fantasy 14. I, I'll never say anything bad about it, but I like that. I like that. Um, the Lord of the Rings MMO was able to kind of play with the idea that like, Hey, you definitely, you, the player know this, this series of books. Like if you're playing this game, if you're playing this MMO and you don't know Lord of the Rings, it's like very questionable choice because there's a bunch of MMOs out there and you picked this one. Um, how can we how can we make that plot sort of work for you? Uh, I think that's cool. Like, I, I've never really thought about that with a game like having a source material that everyone's going to know. Right. Like you, sequels and stuff exist, but nothing where it's like, yeah, you've read this before. Yeah. And they're they're pretty canny about identifying where there is. Uh, vagary in Tolkien's original text and Tolkien's original setting um, and expanding that vagary into like a a larger area that you can go in and feel like you're not just following in the events of the book without also it being like, oh, uh, so Frodo didn't mention it, but there was this other guy who was as strong and mean as Saruman, but these other guys fought fought him. Uh, he was in a different tower. Uh, it was very important. It just didn't seem worth mentioning. Like it, 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 it keeps the stakes small for Lord of the Rings, but it still feels big for you. So like a, a good example is um, so like in Lord of the Rings, the text, uh, when they travel from um, uh, Bree to Weathertop. It's not like a super arduous, um, lengthy description of, of a journey in the book. It's like a few pages, I believe, maybe like maybe a dozen. Um, and not much happens. It's just like, oh, it's like it's, you know, Frodo and the rest of of the hobbits are kind of being amazed at like, oh, outside of the Shire, there's all this like shitty, you know, fucked up land where things are ominous and it's not nice anymore. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> they they take that that brief interlude and develop that into a whole zone with its own with its plot cool. lines about how there's like there's like dwarven remnants that are trying to kind of hold on, and they they know about like Doran's folk, and and you know you they they add like one in. So, which, which, which again, it's it's nice that they keep it. It, it feels as sparse as the books, um, and it very much does feel like you are kind of wandering around the Lord of the Rings world in in a way that they're they're, they're very thoughtful about not again not bumping up against the sanctity of of the text, but still finding opportunities to be like, okay, maybe a whole adventure could have happened here that was just off screen, but but. We, we don't have to elevate that to the extent of like, uh, actually, there was a third person there when the ring was thrown into the volcano and, and he did something super important just at just the right moment. I hope no one forgets your uh, contribution yeah. to this player <laughs> character. Um, PETA's, PETA's raised their hand. Well, and as, as a side note, I just did the coolest thing for me that I've, this, this is now my favorite episode because I got up and made a ham sandwich and came back. <laughs> nice. Wow. You said you were grabbing something from the kitchen. I didn't know you were making a whole ham sandwich. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not like I toasted it, but still. Um, <laughs> but, but you could have. I could have, yes. And, and that's not a complaint because this is farce. Well, can I tell you about my experience with Lords of the, of the Ring online for a, for a moment? Yes. I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I I think I I I attempted to download it today, and I think what I actually did was download malware. <laughs> Pete, oh no! <laughs> yeah. So this it, is. It was it. It sadly, sadly, Pete. It just said Ash Daz Grimpatul. Yeah. .exe, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> so I've been watching videos, and there's something that's not clear to me. And I know Trev is very aware of this for me. I should say Trevor. I don't know why I always shorten your name. Sorry. No, it's fine, everyone. I mean, most people who know me do that. Don't worry about it. Fair enough. Well, I, um, I'm very interested in sort of the economic ecosystem of a game, because, like, even when they're messed up, they're interesting. Like... Diablo's entire economic system is based upon the idea of one guy raiding tombs, using a sword for about three hours, and dumping it for something better to a bunch of merchants. Or and, or, yeah. or a nice new sword pops cleverly out of a chest when you open it, and it blah, and, and in, in this world, when you open a container, all the stuff goes blah all over the ground. Yeah, yeah, well, and there's no... There's no, uh, there's no money like feedback loop there. It's like the fact that this guy is hauling up literally tons of gold from the ground does not devalue gold at all. But like, what's happening in Lord of the Rings Online? Because, like, when I think about the books, money is just about the least important thing in them. It's more or less the same thing in the game. Um, they do mention that one of the reforms that Saruman instituted was a very strong Federal Reserve Bank. <laughs> um, or you could go and deposit axes and no. So I, I, I mean, it's it's got the typical MMO currency of of like silver coins, gold coins. I think it has bronze coins too. It's like pretty pretty typical. Um, and so in Lord of the Rings Online, the vendor stuff is mostly shit. Um, like you will use it at the very beginning, but then you very quickly start using quest rewards. Um, are that's a like, very that's a very MMO thing. It is, like, yeah, yeah. Like vendor stuff in fourteen is extremely bad too. Like it's like oh a leather, like you'll you'll be in like a later zone and it's like oh wow a a leather satchel that'll be very <laughs> helpful for me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I mean the. the in Lord of the Rings um, Online, almost every quest has like it's it very much is the World of Warcraft model where like uh, like all the big quests have like here's one of you, you can choose one of four really good things. Maybe on a really mm. big quest, we'll give you one thing that everybody gets that's always good for everyone. Plus, you can choose: do you want a sword? Do you want a, a magic stick of some variety? Uh, do you want the One Ring? No, you don't want that. Um, you know, and and so that becomes like a primary source of reliable loot, and then you know, in in again in a very MMO fashion, there are like 
unique things, I believe, that drop from certain enemies. And you also just kind of find like world drops where it's like, oh, I, I happened to kill this brigand. Um, and it turns out that he had an incredibly good dagger that for whatever reason he opted not to use against to me. kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and sorry, yeah, my skill I, wasn't high enough. I just like, I, I, mean, I hope you make better use of it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, I'm I'm only kind of joking about the strong Federal Reserve because basically the economy of these games makes no sense. It's just like, okay, everyone is finding stuff out in the world and there are these vendors with like, you know, either limitless or limited but rapidly replenishing amounts of coin. And for whatever reason, they know what to do with, you know, 85 hand axes that that, you know, the same dwarf dropped. Um, so, yeah, no, you're you're very right. The, the 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 monetary system makes no sense. The economy doesn't make really any sense. And I, I, I will say that, like, they. They do try to Lord of the Rings up some of the drops where, you know, like there, there's a sense that you are constantly finding like, you know, glam drinks all over the place. Um, and people will be like, oh, thank you for doing this uh, this quest. You know, here's this old magic helmet that my grandfather lent me and I tried to use it, but I was too much of a coward. Maybe you can make better usage uh, of it than <laughs> than me. Um, and, and what 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 is, of course, funny about that is is to imagine, you know, uh, that happening in like the main Lord of the Rings storyline where like Gandalf uh finally gets to like Rivendell and is like uh Glamdring how much will you give me for this vendor i have my eye on 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 that 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 epic recipe that you have in your inventory <laughs> uh at, at Kurt i'm sorry but you know when when all of the wealth is being held by barrow whites yeah. you know it's going to have a very screwy effect on the economy oh, so so i'm glad that you mentioned barrow whites because if there if there is something slightly silly just about typically the game, you're glad about this yeah well yeah but if, if there is something silly about the game it's it's that if if something appears in the books it has to appear in the game um is is there a whole tom bombadil sequence you bet there is uh is there a whole barrel white <laughs> sequence oh yes there is um it are are there quest challenges where you go around um, to the different inns and get into like drinking competitions and with, with, with like farmer maggot and stuff? Oh, there, abso there absolutely is that. Like <laughs> everything that gets even a passing mention in the books, like has to show up in some form as like a side quest. And this is one of those games where there's so many side quests that like you'll never be able to you'll, you'll never be able to actually do at like like everything, or you'll you'll finish the game and then be like, oh, I can go back to Bree and do some like low stakes uh, stuff. And it gives you the impression that like in the books, maybe they were just like walking past all these quest givers like, but, but, but master Frodo, don't you want to uh, see if you could beat the regional champion at arm wrestling? You know, <laughs> master, master, master Frodo. I have lost seven bags in the woods. Yeah. When, uh, and there are, there are small, small level one enemies that are around just, them. Could you please help me? I'm just imagining like Sam trying to drag Frodo away. He's like, Mr. Frodo, sir, maybe we should get on with uh, our quest. Mr. <laughs> Underhill, remember? <laughs> like, no, no, Sam. I'm on the verge of drinking Farmer Maggot under the table. <laughs> So just like demanding, he's like, I, how am I going to get my mount this way, Sam? Like, I, I, I need to grind the mount. You you wanted Bill the Pony, didn't you, Sam? This is all your fault. <laughs> so can you go to the old forest of Breland? Yes. Oh, hell the, yeah. The, the, the answer to every question you can ask like that is yes. <laughs> yes, it, it exists and it's built to scale. Like, um, if you were to ride... I I didn't get high enough level to to actually ride from like one end of the world to the other. I I basically got up to Rivendell, and that was probably you know uh s several dozen hours of gameplay. Like I really you know to be perfectly honest, I didn't scratch like the end game at all. I didn't really do do any grouping. Um, but like they really built out. Uh, the world and so again if if a location is mentioned they they built it like you know you, you can see weather top off in the distance and you're riding up to it and yeah it's and it's there's something this is where the charm of the game comes in for me is like it really is like the best case scenario for nerds basically for lord <laughs> of the rings nerds and 
Um, something I haven't mentioned, like I, I alluded to, is like the community of this game is exactly what you're thinking it is. Like, imagine if somebody made like a digital renaissance fair. Uh, now, now, uh, imagine that all the unwholesome parts of that aren't 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 happening. <laughs> what is um, this laptop like, of which you speak? <laughs> so I, I no, mean, no, like Pete, Pete, that that's actually remember. Uh, th- there's always these booths now that uh, specialize in only Viking swords. I'm like always thinking, hmm, what does that mean exactly now? <laughs> so, so there is literally there are literally in-game music festivals organized by players that happen on top of of Weathertop. Um, where there are bands in game, um, and the the game has a music system um, where you can actually connect a MIDI instrument to the game uh, and play, and your character in the game will will play the notes that you are playing on your MIDI uh, instrument. So um, badass! And so, like, you can like equip a lute and you know use like, like a MIDI keyboard, and and your little dude is in there like playing songs people also will like you can download like uh basically like digital sheet music where there's there's like extensions that people have built onto the game where you can load in electronic sheet music and and you know queue up it 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 doesn't serve any purpose in the game it's just like well i would like uh you know my hobbit to be able to play uh thunderstruck by acdc on you know (laughs) on a loot um and the it's Every so often, people will get real silly with like the immersion in the opposite direction than, than you're thinking. Where like I went to um one of the the weekly open mic events, essentially is what it is. Um, nice. And there were people <laughs> just as a Hobbit mariachi band <laughs> playing. Oh wow! Playing like a like a Ring of Fire <laughs> on, on like lutes and and Whoa. you know uh, what's that thing that's like an accordion but like a sailor plays it? I I forget what it is. Uh, harpsichord? No, it's 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 like a little accordion that like pirates play. I I don't know. Oh, what like uh, like uh, handsome Pete who plays for Nichols? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete, you got customers. Well, I'm, I'm, what, I'm glad. You, I'm glad. Not a lot you. of Simpsons fans here. <laughs> a concertina. It's a concertina. That's it. Concertina. There we go. Well, uh, I'm glad you ran into Fernando Bolson and his mariachi <laughs> review. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kurt, can I ask you a question? Why, like, and and part of what you were saying there about like everything being in it, it, that does suggest, um, you know, why, why this is the case, but do you think it's just because it would be too hard to add everything? Or do you think there's some other reason they didn't go with doing like, you know, plot out of the Silmarillion, for instance, because like, that seems to be like an obvious choice for, um, like an MMO, you can just you can just say like, oh hey, like this is all the stuff that like Tolkien talked a little bit about in the Silmarillion, and we're just gonna we're just gonna show it like a little bit more. We're gonna we're gonna expand on it. Like the Silmarillion seems like a perfect pick. Like why do you think they chose to to stick with the main books? So my assumption would be that um, they didn't license the Silmarillion uh, material. Um, mm. Would be what my guess was um but also so i i i did just have to look this up this was this gives you some idea of where uh where where this like originated from it it was originally briefly a sierra online um project that started in 98 uh oh yeah so, so my assumption is probably that they were making a lot of decisions um uh based on knowing that there was a movie series coming up and so they were like well if people if the movie series is coming out even though we are not officially affiliated with the movies a rising tide you know lifts all hobbit boats uh in the withy Windle river um and so like th- that would be my assumption is I-, I mean if you go back to like 1998 like knowing what the silmarillion is marks you as a terrible nerd um actually understanding it is uh is is tr- truly shocking now, i i had a friend I, who learned i had a friend who learned elvish yeah they, they, there you go did any of you, you do that you have to be a, a type of guy or gal um to, uh, to, to do yes that. you learned though, elvish tremor no. though um it, it was it was it quenya or cinderin so you know it was high elvish <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it was the it was the Elvis you, it was the Elvis you get when you're when you're gone off those mids. Um, <laughs> I actually also remembered this this kid in choir. I felt really bad after I remembered this. Like I just personally felt like oh this is a horrible thing for anyone to remember. Uh, but this kid in in choir mentioning to me one time that he knew uh, what he knew like three languages. It was like sp- uh, English, and then he had a little bit of Spanish, and he was fluent in Klingon. I, I like, learned. This, I did. These learn are Klingon. these are people that are not really. Were you fluent in it? No, I was absolutely not fluent in it. Um, I needed like a translation dictionary, but I did used to have conversations. Um, are you familiar with uh with uh with with what what a moo is? The online game engine. Uh, like a mud. It's it's it, it's a variant of uh, a mud that uses like an object oriented um, st- structure. So so which which is what it stands for is mud object oriented. So I was on a Star yeah. Trek moo in the late nineties where the people on the Klingon faction would would often just you know talk in Klingon. Um, so I I did start learning Klingon for that. Do you think it's like the unabashed nerd? Like I don't. <laughs> this isn't this isn't meant as an insult to you, Kurt, because I I I mean this with with love in my heart. Um, do you think it? Do you think it's like the unabashed nerd quality that's missing from from like modern? Oh yes. Oh absolutely. Now, like is yeah. that why is that why people aren't learning Elvish and like Klingon and stuff anymore? I mean, I I think that um. I think that there's something to be said about when things become mass media properties, like making a piece of nerd media in the mid to late 90s um, was kind of assuming that you were making it for nerds. Right. Like, yeah. like even when they made the Star Wars prequels, they were kind of pitching pretty squarely at nerds not just people who like and there there was like a kind of a geek identity but it was not it was not you know the geek identity of of now or the last 10 years where like people will consider themselves geeks who who just like you know watch you know the most popular movies in the world uh and you can consider yourself a geek whereas like in the late 90s you know it was kind of like oh well you had to be actively going and finding these this like weird crap I would use the comparison of like anime, like to be into anime in the nineties, you had to go talk to weird people who owned like weird, you know, comic stores that smelled strange. And you'd have to like, go uh, ask to go into like the anime room where they would like, you know, be giving you the evil eye to make sure that you weren't touching like, like the porno that, that they also had back there under the counter. Like you, you had to go into weird spaces um, you know, and that that was, you know, both good and bad, uh, often bad, especially if you weren't like like a white dude. Um, but uh, now they're making like basically four quadrant video games, you know, like Shadow of Mordor does hilarious shit with the Lord of the Rings story like they make uh, I, I'm going to steal my friend's joke, but they so you know how they have a one ring. Right in Lord of the Rings. Well, in the second Shadow of Mordor game, they they make a two ring. <laughs> they, they literally okay. make a second. All they, right. make, they make a second one ring, the two ring, which is exactly <laughs> like the one ring. Um, that is not <laughs> That's something great. that would ever happen um, in Lord of the Rings <laughs> Online because again, like like doing that, you've immediately lost all of the Tolkien nerds. We're like, what the what the fuck? What the fuck? That's that's not what this guy did. He was not evil. Shellob was not a sexy lady. Um, and they, like that's but that's because those games are are made to appeal to people who play video games who will be like, oh, yeah, a Lord of the Rings game. They're not made to appeal to Lord of the Rings fans who also play video games. I, I think I think the older Lord of the Rings games and to an extent Lord of the Rings online are coming at it from an opposite direction. And they're saying Lord of the Rings fans also, we hope that there's enough of them who play MMORPGs instead of let's make an MMORPG and we'll put some Tolkien stuff on it so that people, you know, who are especially attracted to that might might show up. And so, yeah, I, I, I do think there's a there's a very different quality uh, to it. I, and, and I find it very appealing personally. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who are you listening to? Annoying Orange over there, Pete? What, what's going on? I pulled up the. Revenge of the Nerds when Ogre shouts nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. There I like that. Go. Yes. 
I was gonna say what else. It was either it was either that or live leak. Like you were just watching someone get decapitated because you were <laughs> bored. I thought it was a Wilhelm scream. Honestly, <laughs> you know that that's what they they should have added to to Gollum falling into the lava. You know, <laughs> Wilhelm scream right at the end. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, you mentioned that uh, Kurt. I, you reminded me of uh, the probably the three weeks that I spent on one of these uh, text-only muds. I think it was called. I don't know if it was called Arda or Varda. Uh, and I played as an orc. <laughs> I, 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 I cannot. Oh my god! It never occurred to me for whatever reason to actually like consider like just a straight up Lord of the Rings mud, but that that must have been a place. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. It was. Oh, there were probably a lot of them, right? Yeah, there. I mean, almost almost every mud was in some sense a Lord of the Rings mud. Like like pretty much every f- fantasy mud had. You know, you, you was was just like you know numbers filed off Lord of the Rings, but I never actually yeah. <laughs> played on, on on an official one where it was Hobbit instead of ha- not not official, but you know what I mean, using the IP or misusing the IP, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that that was that was a lot of fun, and you 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 reminded me of that because basically it it, it did totally feel like something that was made by and for specifically Tolkien Tolkien nerds because it it was really sort of interesting to to just sort of well you could be I think they even had like the different types of uh uh the different types of orc clans so you could be from Minas Morgul or Bardur or you know the Misty Mountains or whatever it it was really detailed let's put it that way and uh, I, I think that that's exactly what you're talking about here, because honestly, this is like, uh, you know, like uh, I want to pick up FIFA and uh, yeah, that Lord of the Rings one. That looks cool. And you're like, OK, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. of Lord of the Rings FIFA. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's just like Blood Bowl, but but like with like, with like are, Hobbits are way are absolutely D tier in that. It's like <laughs> unusable meme class. It's not good. And goalkeepers. I mean, well, the the thing the thing about the hobbits is that they they definitely flop. So uh, <laughs> you know, they 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 do have a statistical higher statistically higher chance because they look like children playing the game of having a foul called on the opposing team. So <laughs> lots so, of free throws or uh, not free throws. Uh, 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 not free, not throws. free kicks. Free kicks. Yes, that. Uh, but I mean, free throws too. Sure. Why yeah. not? Why not? It, it's 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 Middle Earth soccer. It's Who hobbit cares? ball. You know, whatever. So, Carlo, I'm glad that you mentioned um, MUDs in a little more detail, because one of the things about a a MUD is, you know, if if anyone hasn't hasn't played one, it's basically imagine an MMORPG that is only the little text console log. That that, Mm -hmm. that is essentially what a MUD is. There's no graphics. It's just text. It's it's room based where it's like I am in this room. I go one block north. Now I'm in this room. There is an orc here. You know, you type kill orc with sword and it goes into again, it looks like an MMO combat log. And and really like EverQuest was, you know, growing out of MUDs essentially and similar games like that. That, that is, you know, and Ultima Online and so on, like all, all those games grew at both at the same time and kind of out of, I, I would say, Tr- Trevor, feel feel free to correct me. But I, I feel like there's like MUDs are in the DNA of 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 those games but oh 100 yeah i agree what carries those games is that um they're not cool to look at so they have to be cool to think about mm-hmm. right like th- it's just text on a screen it is and it's not necessarily very good text so yeah and you're yeah you have to basically like you have to build up the i mean like i, I never played muds but i played a lot of like um you know bbs uh, 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 RPGs, and it's like you know, you basically just have to build the parasocial relationship yourself. You have to build <laughs> the the plot line for yourself. You have to build the drama for yourself. Like it's it's all basically like before we had anything. It's like, well, what would, what would this look like if I just did it with like a bunch of people I don't even know, right? Like, <laughs> and, and so like the the yeah, exactly. And the impact of that has to live in your head. And the benefit of a game like Lord of the Rings Online is that if you are the right sort of person, if you are the sort of person where Lord of the Rings lives in your head as like a little spinning 
gear that's just constantly turning that you can go in and think about and suddenly you're back in the shire thinking about like oh yeah and then i remember when this happened and like that was really cool right. this particular flavor and tone all that comes over into a game like this in a way that it doesn't in shadow of mordor where oh. Sh- shadow of mordor gets by by being like look how cool this shit is you can look at these characters they look cool um but but if you know a lot about Lord of the Rings, it doesn't actually add anything to it because they're not they're, yeah. they're not leaning on that. Whereas this game is very much leaning on it. Strider well, kind of is funny. not impressive, but when you meet him, you're like, oh, Strider, cool, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's cool though because like it it there's something about that with like MMOs in general, and like I definitely the way that muds are in the DNA of MMOs, and like I would even go back further. I would say that like. You look at something like uh, Final Fantasy One, right? Like the first Final Fantasy game, clearly trying to build on the the kind of like D and D mod, like modishness of yeah, the totally. moment. Uh, like, yeah, it's like it is. It's all building on the sort of like you know this idea that you can have a a series of kind of blank her- heroes that are like given substance by you and your friends, um, or you know, in the case of Final Fantasy, or or you know, any other single player RPGs by yourself. Uh, but like what I think is cool about MMOs and in, in what you're saying is like, it is about, it is about this, like this sense of, of trying to like um, build a world that is really cool on its own terms for the people who will be the most willing to receive it. Um, and you even see that in like modern MMOs, like for like final fantasy 14, like the, the, all of the, the raids and stuff are, iterations on old final fantasy games and And like and of course like world of warcraft is like oh yeah you've played warcraft 2 and 3 you know all these locations now you get to go to butcher bay or not yeah and it's like oh like no no you're totally right no that's exactly right like it's it's like you know you you know you're you're you're, we we brought up the lich king in three and here he is again right like it's it is the sense of like you know it's why like the warcraft movie was no fun for me to watch until I watched it with someone who was a big Warcraft fan. And they were like, Oh, this is, <laughs> it was with Liv and Liv was like, Oh, this is like, this is, this is what's happening here. Oh, this is what happened in, in Warcraft three. Here's what happens in, in world of Warcraft. This is from the Lich King. Like, or, you know, Oh, this is, they're, they're sort of talking about like, you know, the second expansion here, they're alluding to it. Like that's sort of what MMOs are, but MMOs work when movies don't because MMOs can just like, you can play them for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Whereas something like um, shadow of Mordor, it really is just like, it's not asking you to play for hundreds and hundreds of hours. It's saying like, Hey, like we know you want to feel like a really cool dude in the middle of middle earth. Right. Let's, you let's you have to be happen. the coolest dude. You have to be the coolest dude. You can't be yeah. the third or fourth coolest dude. If you're not the yeah, it's, coolest it's like dude, a, why are you playing the game basically? Right. And it's it's a different product. Like you know, it it, it makes sense to me in a certain like in a, in a in a real way. Like, you know, it it's not even a slight to say it's not really for diehard Lord of the Rings fans as much as something like Lord of the Rings online is cuz like you can't make a game for diehard Lord of the Rings fans. That's like a triple A product. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Why would you we've do put, that? <laughs> we've put like, we put a hundred million dollars into the Silmarillion game. Let's see how this goes. Like, I'm sure everyone's going to love the intro. It is in all ancient <laughs> Elvish. There are, there are no subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And, and I like, you know the game itself i you'll notice i haven't talked a whole lot about the mechanics they're like just kind of there like they're not they're nothing especially special like they're tolerable they work fine i was playing a warrior uh i tend to just do like the most basic thing where it's like okay i'll be you know a human warrior i like big swords i'll use the big sword so that's basically what i was doing and it's just kind of like a game and if you didn't if this weren't a super intense nerd project by nerds for nerds where like presumably like you know i i have to imagine that everyone on the writing team for this has like multiple copies of lord of the rings covered in like sticky notes and like like tabs and stuff or like oh yeah there was a reference to some kind of cheese where i can put i can put this <laughs> cheese in the game as you know as an item um with without that this would just be kind of a shitty mmo and and so like they've really taken they've really gone back and leaned into that that nerd sincerity of and that's the other thing the game is totally sincere almost all the time every so often a little teensy tiny susan of irony 
will creep in. But unlike something like World of Warcraft, where it's constantly filled with puns and jokes, like this is like achingly sincere and it never really cracks that face. And so it never really that 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 veneer of sincerity and verisimilitude never falls away. And so it really just keeps on riding on, you know, if you love Lord of the Rings, you might not enjoy the gameplay. But you're sure as shit gonna enjoy being like I'm at Rivendell. This feels amazing that I made it to Rivendell, basically. Like which kind of goes back Rivendell to your original point. Rivendell kind of looks po- janky. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it goes back to your original point that this is sort of like it speaks to even an older breed of MMO, which was basically like, hey, like here's like a here's a representation of these bulletin board things you guys have been doing. Like, right. EverQuest looks like you know extremely generic fantasy because that's exactly what it wanted to look like it's like now you can do the larp stuff but like online you don't have to like you don't have to uh make sure your park is open for that day um (laughs) like this is this is way easier um yeah no it's like it's super interesting to hear because like it explains why it explains why like i i don't think it would work picking it up now. Right. Like, I don't think it would necessarily work if I was like, okay, I'm going to go play Lord of the Rings online. Like it's just, you had to be there in a certain sense in the same way you had to be there for final fantasy 11. Um, but if, like why it also If you were a Lord works. of the Rings person though, you, uh, honestly, I would say that you should, um, mm. you know, if you are what I'll call a deep nerd, um, one of the, like, like the, the Elden nerd kind, where Elden nerd. you know you, <laughs> that's nerds. one of my favorite new releases nerd yeah um, the, yeah the, no, like, the nerds dug too too greedily and too deep <laughs> like if, oh, no. if you are if you are a weirdo who's like man i really miss dos games um you should you should go like honestly you should play lord of the rings online like like it it recaptures some of that weirdness of the early computer game industry where selling you know ten thousand copies was enough to you know you know set yeah. your company up for life like it it has that feel of of being like you know kind of small potatoes but there is it's it's like playing something like the very early elder scrolls games where it's like this looks like shit like like objectively this looks like shit now but there is a charm and a character to it that comes through in a way that isn't depicted in graphics and pixels and sound effects and stuff. It's just, it just is like they, they capture an experience and they transpose it into a new medium. And they're like, how can we make it feel like you went to Weathertop within this particular game? And so I, I, I would strongly recommend it. If someone, if you are sufficiently enough of a Lord of the Rings head that when you saw that, Podside Picnic was doing like a Tolkien month or month and a half or whatever it is. If you were like, oh boy, um, then you should go install this, honestly. Even just to do like the intro quests, like I think that that you'll be charmed. Now you might you might bail out when it gets more into like the grindy stuff. Um, but but it's it's worth the price of admission just to walk around the Shire. And the price of admission is zero. That's the other thing about it. It's, yeah. it's like a freemium game. So there's really nothing to lose apart from hard drive space and and you know being angry hours of your life yeah exactly yeah (laughs) i think i think i'm going to i think i'm going to go ahead and read actually like fully read the books because i think i i think i quit when i was a teen i can't remember because the movies were out too so it all blurs um because i mostly just remember second breakfast and all of the hobbit (laughs) um and uh and smash the dishes break the plates that's what bilbo baggins hates he does he does he fucking hates that he hates that yeah and uh and tom bombadil who of course i know everything about and again um, again tom, tom bombadil and you know an important quest giver and an immensely powerful npc in this game. <laughs> See, tom, cool, bombadil, tom bombadil is the npc like when you're playing D that was the npc that the dn the, the dm handed you oh yeah oh their yes own he is absolutely the, yes absolutely there's there's actually um you mentioned this, uh, Carlo, when you mentioned uh, the Barrow Whites. When you go in to fight, like, the king of the Barrow Whites, or whatever the fuck it's called, um, like, you you know, you're losing the fight, and then Tom Bombadil crashes through the wall like the Kool-Aid man um, and just wrecks <laughs> everyone in the room. And again, this is – and this actually is clever because it feels appropriate because he does that in the books, too. And so it doesn't mm. feel like Frodo showing up and – and turning out to be like a Terminator and just fucking killing everything in the room. Like, it makes sense that Tom Bombadil shows up and is like, you white, go back to sleep, you bad guy, boom, you're done. Like, like that 
that makes sense. And again, it's 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 another indication of like the, even like the tone of characters. Like when when a character is going to do that, it's not going to be again. Farmer Maggot is not going to show up and and you know tank twenty four mobs so that you could go do DPS on the boss. Like <laughs> that would be so cool though. Farmer Maggot being a tank. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we're probably at a good time to talk about your your work, guys, because like you just ran the podcast. You've done enough. <laughs> well, you know what? It's nice to give you a night off. It sounds like you guys have been really busy. <laughs> you know, uh, Pete, actually, actually, Pete, we should probably uh, plug our own stuff because apparently we're on their podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete and Carlos, You're not trapped us, in here uh, with us. Tell, tell us where, where people can find you. <laughs> <laughs> I found Carlo on the on the Podside uh, Picnic Discord. Uh, where, where did, let's all share where we found Carlo. <laughs> Struggle Session Discord for me. Yep. Okay. All right. Pete, where'd you find Carlo? Um, yeah, no, it, it was on the it was on the Podside Discord. <laughs> Carlo, where did you find yourself? <laughs> I, you know, that's a, that's an interesting and difficult question to answer, uh, Trevor. I don't know how I find myself. I, I, all I know is that I am much San like Tom nineteen eighty eight. That's that's where he found himself. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I much like Tom Bombadil. I just am. <laughs> wonderful that's that's so beautiful <laughs> I, I think well i i would wrap it up right there but uh you still haven't plugged your stuff folks so uh trevor uh, by all means you go first i've done it like the last four times <laughs> oh sure um i have a podcast called no cartridge um it's i pete's been on it i think carlo have you been on my podcast i can't remember not yet okay at some point soon soon um, and, and, and you know, Kurt. Now that I know you, I mean, chances are, <laughs> I mean, at this rate, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I have a podcast that I talk about video games and uh, and like you know, culture things like that. Um, it's fun. We we get cool people on there a lot. Um, I think we j our most recent episode was with Chris Person uh, of of Highlight Reel, and um, uh, I think our next one's going to be with uh, A. Deegan, who's a who's a, a fairly recurring guest. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. And, uh, the Patreon has been do going, going pretty well recently. So that's patreon.com slash no cartridge. And there's a uh, book that I wrote coming out in November, uh, awesome. but I don't have a pre-order link or anything yet. You can Google it. You can Google Trevor Strunk book. I think you'll probably find it <laughs> or like Trevor or Trevor Strunk story mode. I, it's called story mode. I think you'll be able to find it. If you do that, there's like a Google books page. Uh, if you're, if you're really like, <laughs> like fiending for like a, a quick, a quick look at this next of this book I'm writing, but uh, that should be fun. And that'll be coming out really soon. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to to plug that. Um, I, I Googled strunk book and I got the elements of style. Oh yeah. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's going to be an issue. Okay. Try strunk story mode at that. And instead of, uh, instead of strunk book, cause you're just, yeah, you're just going to get uh, my, my uh, strange uh, relative, I guess, uh, William. Found you. <laughs> no, there you go. There you go. So um, I'm Kurt, and uh, I apparently have a podcast called Podside Picnic. But uh, apart from that, um, uh, I have a digital magazine called Blood Knife, where we write about uh, sci-fi, fantasy, and horror from a leftist perspective. Um, our uh, May issue is currently out, and uh, in the next couple of weeks, we have our June um, feminist sci-fi slash fantasy issue. Uh, is coming out um, with uh, all uh, female and or non-binary authors, which I'm super psyched about. We have some really terrific uh, pieces in there. Cool. Um, and uh, that's that's going to be awesome. Also have some really cool artwork uh, that we, uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Lauren Drew, um, which uh, she does like super awesome, like grody garbage pail kids looking artwork with like markers. Um, and that's going to be awesome in, the, in there as well. I also have a podcast called Parents Just, Just Don't Understand. Um, where, uh, Trevor, if you ever wanted to come and talk about, uh, kids educational video games, uh, oh, whether that yeah, is always. rabbit or, uh, the Island slash castle of Dr. Brain or any number of other things, I I'm, I'm sure that, uh, my co-host Chris and I would, would be delighted to have you on. Well, thank you. I, I have a, I, I have a, my, my one sort of, I'll, I'll tease my one good story about, uh, I, I have other good stories, but my one good story about, uh, 
that I tell everyone about the uh, educational games was on um, this game uh, Treasure Mountain, which perhaps you you know. It sounds uh, but if familiar. You don't, yeah, it's a it's a PC game where basically like you solve like math problems and go up a mountain. But uh, it was on my grandmother's computer, and uh, <laughs> and you could make these like treasure halls basically, and uh, and she she could play it all the time, um, and we couldn't because we weren't living at her house. Uh, and, you know, like most grandmothers would just, you know, even if they liked it, they would play it here and there or whatever. They'd like let the kids win. She like housed us constantly. Her treasure <laughs> hall was like stuffed to the brim and she'd brag. She'd be like, yeah, my treasure hall is way better than your guys. It's like, I'm, a, I'm killing you. Guys. I also had a gamer grandparent. Um, my oh, my cool. grandfather uh, is pretty much the person who got me into adventure games. He he was a huge LucasArts fan. And so he would give me the, those like collections. Um, and but he was also a wargaming fan, in particular uh, submarine games, because he was he was in the subservice uh, in in World War Two. But his complaint was he never got to do anything cool uh, with his submarine, <laughs> the the real one. So he just liked to go in and, you know, blow up ships and stuff in, in like silent service or whatever. Um, and he also liked uh, Secret Weapons of the Luftwaffe, which is a, wow. a really great, weird uh, LucasArts game. So I, I, too, had a gamer grandparent. Uh, and and definitely uh, played a formative role in my my career as a gamer. <laughs> it's a little important. I'm older than you guys, so I can't claim that. But my mom was like a huge Clash of Clans head. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's rad. Did she ask you to help her on Facebook and stuff? Oh, we were in the same clan, so like, yeah, there were some situations <laughs> where she's like, you know, if we have to go past dragons, somebody's taking this over for me, you know. <laughs> you're a good son pete plans stick together apparently but That's uh what I'm told you can find blood knife at bloodknife.com. um i think also probably bloodknife.org and bloodknife.net since i'm pretty sure that, that i bought them all at the same time uh or patreon.com slash blood uh where you can get access to um we we basically release like half the issue uh for free and then gradually unlock it but su- subscribers cool. get early access to stuff and we do like early access articles and we send out stickers and so on and stuff too. I think sure. it's so cool that you guys are meeting for the first time. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we've met before. Yeah. No, we, we, we have not, we've, we've maybe talked in maybe in the, no, maybe I, I, I pop in, by every so often. Typically when uh, Pete mentions me. Yeah. Then I, then I stop in. I am, however, a big fan of uh, no cartridge. Uh, so, Oh, thank so you. That's so you nice know, of you. Definitely enjoy. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, all right. Well, if that's it, uh, thanks again, folks. Uh, thank you, Kurt and Trevor, for uh, basically talking all about <laughs> Lord of the Rings Online. Carlo, because... thanks for having us on. Pete, thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Carlo, thank you so much. Yeah, pleasure's ours, really. And uh, with that, thanks again, folks. Uh, catch you next time on Podside. <laughs>